for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and this is episode 111. Today is Tuesday, April 28th, 2020. And today I've got my co-host Justin and his wife Allion to talk about her turkey hunt and this last week's uh, turkey season basically for for them and uh, what they've been going through. It's basically a big BS session. We get into a lot of different things, some of the hunts that we're going to be going on and uh, talking about their turkey hunt, like I said, just diving into stuff like that. It's a good episode, kind of let your hair down, that kind of episode, so... Appreciate you guys listening and downloading. If you guys could, please go to iTunes or wherever you guys download this. Leave a five-star rating and leave some feedback or review. You know, you can leave it anonymous. Just go in there, type something that you guys like, and leave a rating would be huge. Appreciate it. With that being said, I'm going to get over this conversation with these guys, and let's get this thing started. All right, here we are today. It is, I don't even know what day it is, April something, COVID. What what day 26th. of quarantine are we on right now? Uh, I don't know. It's it's April 26th, though. April 26th. We're recording this on the 26th. It's going to drop in two days. So uh, this quarantine shit, though, I it could stop at any moment, any moment, because it's just getting ridiculous. I keep saying it every week, but it gets even more stupid every week, I feel like. And yeah, I'm just pissed about it. Oh, uh, I am too. And like, it, Ellie today asked me like, "What's how? Do, how has quarantine changed my life? Like, I work from home as it is or as it was when I had a job. Yep. But it's uh, like, what would I be doing different right now if the quarantine was lifted? And the answer is probably not much. But what what really pisses me off is like all these things you see happening like on social medias like these appreciation parades for like first responders 
it's like, why does it take something like this for people to think they need to do that? Like, why doesn't it happen more often to right. begin with? Oh, yep. because we can I record agree. it and put it on Facebook and say it's, it's, it's for notoriety. Well, do it on your own time for notoriety. Like, why do you need an excuse to do it? I agree 100%. Yeah, it's, it's almost like uh, people just have more time to think about that stuff now and then they they forget it in their daily daily lives cuz everything's moving so fast, you know, maybe it's one of those things, I don't know. But yeah. I agree. I mean, you you're starting to see a lot more a lot more stuff surface that you never really seen before. Or I mean, you might see it but it's like so minute. Now it's like getting blown up and and you know, it's just it's getting more precedent on it, which, you know, like you said, the for the first responders and the nurses and healthcare like all that like you know my wife she's an RN she's a nurse and you know she deals with this every day that she has to go to work like today you know her routine when she comes home tonight you know she gets home about eight o'clock at night you know and she comes in she actually like she'll when she gets home she takes her clothes off in the garage like basically her scrub stuff you know that she worked in and then comes in goes right to the bathroom takes a shower doesn't touch anything doesn't touch me Peyton nothing um then once she gets done she goes and Lysol's the whole house Lysol's her vehicle I mean everything and when she's at work she's got to wear obviously special mask gloves she doesn't let any of her skin touch or show anything she's got to wear these suits she even says like you know when she goes to break she's got to take all that stuff off like all those clothes like that she has to wear and then she does break and then she has to put it all back on but she's also got other patients so they might not have it so she when she goes into those rooms she has to basically derobe out of all that stuff go into that patient then once she goes out of there and goes into the patient that has it or possibly has it she's got to you know put all that shit back on and it's a debacle like she came home tonight she was just exhausted you know she's like i've undressed and dressed so many times today that it's just getting ridiculous and she just you know it gives her anxiety it gives her stress and i i just but to further your point yes i feel like those people type of people should be recognized on a daily or a weekly and it shouldn't take something like this just to just to shed light on it basically right like you know all the challenges and all that stuff. Like I get it. People are just trying to have fun with some things and, you know, take the edge off that. That's one thing, but I, f- I don't remember the name of that movie. Uh, the guardian with, uh, yep. Uh, it's the coast guard movie with Ashton Kutcher and, um, the Yellowstone guy, uh, dances with wolves. Um, guy. What the, uh, um, Oh shit. <laughs> oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Allie, yeah. I know you're there. Come on. Bail us out here. I don't know anybody's name. I don't even know if I've seen that. <laughs> uh, it's, um, oh my gosh. Anyway, well, anyway there's get a li- to your story. I'll, I'll remember it. Th- there's a line in that movie in The Guardian where he says, we're the Coast Guard. No one no one likes us until they need us or something like that. And I just, I keep thinking about that. It's like, oh, well, this is what's happening right now. Like, people are starting to appreciate the kind of the unsung heroes, you know, the people they take for granted every day. So... That's what pisses yep. me off. Oh, you're thinking you're thinking of Kevin Costner. 
Yeah, that's the guy. You just Googled it, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I had to. It was right on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, why the hell yep. can I remember it? Yeah. It's Kevin Costner. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, on a positive yeah. note, I think we should definitely get into this. You guys probably have heard a, heard a better voice here just recently. Allie, she's on the other line, Justin's wife, with us. You guys are over there, been <laughs> drinking since noon, you've been telling me. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. Allegedly. It was like two thirty, and I'm only on my third beer, so. No. That's nothing wrong with that, though. I mean, it's Sunday, and we're in quarantine, so relax and yeah. have some toddies, and and let's Except get into I this. Do but have hey, to go into work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, she's got to go into. work You do. Tomorrow, so. We are essential. You do. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for your services. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll shed light on that. Safe. Yeah, I'm keeping the farmers yeah. producing their lives, their food for us. So, good deal. Yes, I do want to get into what happened to you yesterday. I mean, you guys, on a positive note, we have been turkey hunting. Um, yeah, I've been. A- I was able to kill one last weekend. Justin, you've kind of had a rough go at it so far. Um, yeah, but not for a lack of trying. I mean, you've been trying. Nope. Yeah, we, but it is good. It, it is good to know that Allie can provide for you guys and your family in a time of yes. need, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, anything I say now is going to sound like an excuse, but I, <laughs> I decided to try to make it hard, and you know, with with, with uh, increased difficulty comes a little increased in the, uh, you know, badass factor for the video's sake. So I was trying to do it with a bow. And I was hunting by myself. I was self-filming. So I was, you know, typical me. I just try to put as many things against me as possible and say, oh, I can do it. No big deal. I'll yep. do it by myself. It's fine. And uh, I shot a bird on my second day of hunting, and uh, I did not recover it. I'll admit it. I, I made a body shot. It was a great shot. I it was like seven yards away. Uh, and th- this is crazy. I'd never seen a turkey bleed like this. Like, I was tracking him like a wounded deer. Like, a, like you shot a deer with a rage. And, I mean, a walking blood trail. Like, I, I sent you pictures of it, so I know you know what you I'm talking about. You sent me pictures, and it was... It, it My response to you was... Because you sent me a series of four pictures of blood. Like, a lot of blood. Yep. And then my response to you was, okay, where's the final picture? Yeah, you like, said, where's the kill pic? Why, yeah, we're, like, you've been teasing it because there's, no, right. there's no reason why a turkey should live through as much blood as you've shown me. I, I agree. I mean, I went, like, I didn't track it on my phone, but it was it felt like 200 yards. I mean, there was blood in the field where I shot him. I watched where he went in. I marked it. I went. I found exactly that spot. There was blood, like, going over the log and it was just it was solid blood like every every foot like you could tell he was like as he was walking it was kind of stirring things up but it was dripping out it was coming out and uh probably 200 yards later it just got to like this this little terrace in the woods overlooked a creek and all of a sudden the blood just stopped like instantly stopped like for 200 yards solid 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 it's not like a deer, like where it starts to dry up and gets slower and slower and slower, and all of a sudden stops. This was instant, gone, and all I can come up with is he must have took off and flew. He That's what I'm thinking. That. Did he? Did he fly? Like finally get he a little bit have. of steam and and running, and he could he could get away and fly. 
Maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe he heard me coming, but, I mean, I never heard him. You know, if I was close enough to hear him fly, like, I, I would have been able to hear that. I gave him probably 15 minutes. Like, I knew he walked off. So I sat in blind for 15 minutes, and, I mean, I was taking my time. I was being very cautious, very quiet. Like, I know they, you know, they tend to hole up, like, in a blowdown, like a treetop or under a log or, yep. you know, they, they will hunker down into, like, some of the weirdest stuff you can imagine. And usually you got to shoot them again, but I was being very cautious of that, and I, I'm just walking along, and 200 yards later, it just stops. It's the gone. arrow stayed in it then? Yeah, yeah, the arrow's in him. Like, I, I really don't know how he could have gotten up and flown. I mean, his wing wasn't broken. Where do, where do you broken. think you hit him then? Do you know where you hit him? It was like a quartering away shot. I shot him like half strut. Went in on his left side behind the wing, and the arrow was sticking out. And it was like the the fletching and the knock was almost touching the ground. So it was it was angled up into him. So like he was half strut and I shot. And then he broke strut and folded everything up. And the arrow kind of angled down towards the ground. So just the shot angle and as much blood as there was, I was I was telling myself he was dead. Like I'd, I'd find him within 50 yards. That surprises so, me. Honestly, the amount of blood that you sent me. It just surprises me that you didn't find him. I know, me too. And, I mean, of course he was a hammer. Like, I went back and watched the footage and, um, you know, big old daggers on him. Uh, probably 10 and a half, 11 inch beer. Just one of those ones that comes off his breast and just kind of hooks down underneath and the kind of points at his, at his feet. Um, yeah, he probably had like four beards that were 11 inches. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's your yeah. story. It's true. <laughs> it's always the big one, you know. Oh, well, then, that sucks, uh, man. Well, the good thing is you have a lot of season left, though. Yeah. Yeah, we've got four seasons in Iowa. and it, it, Ours break up kind of like Wisconsin does. Wisconsin has six, but it's just the state's way of, like, regulating the number of hunters that are out at once. So that that's kind of nice. Um, yeah. Kind of helps regulate the pressure. But um, Can you get – now, can you get a tag for each season, though? No, you only get two. Okay, so do you have to pick and choose what season you get? Yep, yep. You can get any combination of two seasons. And the thing is, is like if you get, if you, let me back up. You can get any combination of of any season, you know, two seasons. Uh, you get You get two carcass tags. You can combine any of the two seasons for those carcass tags. However, gotcha. if you choose to say I want both my tags to be archery only you can then all four seasons anytime you want so if you're a bow hunter strictly bow hunting you can hunt from day one to the day which is like all the way to like May 15th or something like that so you've got a solid so it's only about a month weeks month yeah four to five weeks like every season is only a week Uh, I take that back the fourth season ends on the 24th, Sunday, May 24th, not a month the calendar. So about a month and a half, a little over a month. And yep. last year I did archery for both tags just because I wanted to be able to go whenever I wanted. And this year I told myself I'm <laughs> I'm going to regret that. I want to use a gun if I if I can, mm-hmm. which is nice because, I mean, you can, you can go out for a couple days with a bow and try it, and if you get close, but... You know, you know, there's birds working. You can go back with a gun the next day, and you're perfectly legal. 
Legal Beagle. Legal Beagle. But Allie got hers, her tag. Yes. I, to... I want to hear about this though. Yeah. So she shot her first uh, because... turkey. I'll just we'll just we'll just you know, hit the uh what do you call this? The prelude. We'll preface that. Preface. Yeah. Prelude. Well preface that you shot your first turkey <laughs> and he's a hammer. Yeah. And I want to know the story about it because I have not heard the story yet. I got to FaceTime you yesterday, but um, I was literally falling asleep while I was FaceTiming you. Yeah. yeah I'm you not a nap guy. I had to take a nap yesterday, and I did. <laughs> we did not. So we Allie, talked about it, but we did not. Why didn't you take a nap? I'm not really sure what happened. She oh, was all, she was all amped up. I was. Home. I was all amped up, and I had to take care of my turkey. So I oh, yeah. took the legs yeah. off, skinned the legs, put the legs in the crock pot, uh, took sure. the breasts off, tenderloin, you know, I took them apart. <laughs> how did you guys cook them? Like, how'd you do the, how'd you do the breasts? So the breasts, I actually put in cold water and salt in the fridge for like 24 hours almost. A, a brine. Like a brine. Yeah, I kind of brined them. So do you uh, just and, coat it in salt and then just like let it sit in cold water? Like in a bowl no. or something? Nope, I just put salt and water in a bowl, and then I put the the breast in. Oh, sure, bowl. okay. Kind of like you would do with a like with a fish fillet, like a yep, yep. fish. Um, yep. And then the legs, honestly, I took from Sarah Bomar. She posted about putting them in the crock pot with water and seasoning, and putting them in there for eight to twelve hours, and that's what I did. And it literally fell off the bone, pulled the tendons apart, it's like got a it all pork. chopped up. Yeah. Um, no kidding. So. Yeah, yeah, it's totally worth it. So it all you really do is good. so much meat. I was so surprised. And so all you do is just keep the bone, everything like a like a chicken leg, right? Basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep, the whole thigh, everything, and then just fold it up and fit it in the crock pot and just let it cook for eight to twelve hours. We did twelve hours, but yep. And what did you put in with it? You said just water and garlic and seasoning. Okay. And then it yes. fell right off, and it was like, did you put anything on it after, you know, you took it out of the crock pot? Did you like, so, or is that just all you did? And then, so that's all we did basically. We made like a chicken wing dip out of some of it, and then I'm gonna make um, like chicken salad with it with the other okay part of it. Yeah. There was quite a bit. Now, of meat. I'm gonna have to it's try that. I'll, I will, I will shamefully admit that I've never been one to keep the legs or the thighs off my turkeys. I just usually breast them out and. You know, yep. take the bulk of the meat and and call it a day. But I, I gotta say, um, seeing how much meat came off the thighs and the legs, like when she cleaned it out, like she she was very meticulous. I was kind of <laughs> I was kind of joking with her about it and saying it was like watching her do surgery. But it was I'm the same way though. <laughs> she she took everything, like every every ounce of meat. I mean. She left the thigh attached to the leg, went all the way up to the hip, like took the joint apart. You know, everything came off. So she, we have two yep. really nice chunks of dark meat for the leg and thighs. And then the breast, she did it weird. Like she, <laughs> for the breast meat, she went in from the front. <laughs> well, it was just. From the front. You know how I, you know how you and I would do it. It was like, you know, you, you split the skin. at the, Split the breastbone. You know, at the breastbone. Breast and then you just kind yep. of start filleting it down from the, from that point. You know, until you yep. get to the wing, and then you kind of separate it. She yep. went from the front, like where the crop and gizzard, where the crop is, and then kind yep. of went in from that side, and then just followed the bone all the way back. And there, there was nothing left on the bone. She got every every last bit of it off of there. That a girl? 
Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that, though, because the crop, like that and the gizzard, it blends into me. Like, you know, it all kind of, I mean, it doesn't all, I mean, in a, if you're not yeah. paying attention, you could get a little bit of it. You know, oh, and it sure. like it have it attached to the breast, so you got to pay attention there. But I just like plucking it, so I pluck the chest. Like sometimes I won't, sometimes yeah. I do. But I just think plucking it, taking the time to do it, is a lot less. It's hassle free, and it's like a lot cleaner. And then just split that breastbone and just like a back strap. And the turkey yeah. I killed this year, the breasts on it were huge. I mean, like double D's. Like what? it was. <laughs> I it was great. I mean, and then how we cooked the last two years. I've been cooking the breasts, and what I'll do is uh, I'll cut them. You know how you got like a long and short end, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I'll cut them like let's say the short ends north and south. So I'll cut them in like five inch long sections by like an inch or a half inch. I'll say a half inch. So I'll have all these like strips. And I'll cut them like that, and then I'll put them in a Ziploc to marinate them with uh, Italian dressing for six to eight hours in the fridge. And I marinate them. About every two hours, I'll get them out and just kind of, like, work them in and, like, just kind of keep moving them a little bit. But six to eight hours stays in there, and then I grill them on the grill. And Mother of Teresa, they are phenomenal. That Um, sounds good. We'll have to do that. So yeah, the only thing, the only thing is, is it's really easy to cook them too long on the grill. So, like last year, one of the birds, because I killed one, and then I had some more. Well, I cooked one breast that way. I wanted to try one because I've never done it like that, and I didn't want to do both. One breast, I like it was dry, and it was good, but it was it wasn't the greatest. So I did the next one, and it's kind of you gotta kind of babysit it, but. Um, it is so good. No gamey taste at all. Uh, a lot of people are worried about gamey taste in it. No gamey taste at all. And it just, I don't know, It like the next day for, for lunch, I would make like a chicken or basically a turkey sandwich. I would, you know, put it on bread and I'd, you know, peel it apart a little bit. And man, was it so good the next day too. But I like doing that. Nice. And then if Alyssa kills a bird this year, I'm going to make chicken nuggets turkey nuggets basically and and do it in the deep fryer that's how i've always ever done them um is deep fried them but i'm gonna try it again this year so um yeah that's how we did it it's really good though that italian dressing and i'll throw a little you know you you could sprinkle a little bit of lorries or something whatever seasoning you want in there but the italian dressing is so good nice yeah i think we're gonna try to do some breaded and like bake them um i don't know I saw yep. some recipes for like a chicken tenderloin where you brine them in pickle juice, and I'm a little bit obsessed with pickle juice. So, oh really? I think it'd be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, brine them in pickle juice, and then you bread them and bake them. So, I'm gonna give that a shot. Okay, some of it. Yeah. So, I- I'm gonna have to do your your turkey leg crockpot deal though, because that sounds that. like oh my gosh, like pulled pork kind of so pulled- easy turkey. That that sounds pretty darn good. Mm. Every single bone and tendon comes off of that like with the touch of a fork you get every bit of meat and it's so moist and like it just it shreds moist moist <laughs> it's Love so it. moist well we're talking oh, about all the good food side of things i want to hear the story so let's hear the damn story okay well the story starts out 
Probably Friday morning, maybe Wednesday afternoon. Friday morning, what? Because it Wednesday? was, you want to go hunt this weekend, you need to go get a tag. You need oh, to yeah. go get your tags. And I'm like, no, I'm not really feeling it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not big. I'm not a big turkey hunter. Like, granted, I've never done it, so <laughs> that doesn't really yeah, count. She didn't, she didn't really have, like, turkey on the list of things to, yeah, like, actively no, go hunt. Yeah. I mean, Didn't I've, really I've, get shot, it going. I've shot a hen, you know, during um, deer season when I lived in Texas. Yep. But other than that, it was not something that I really cared to do. I didn't want to have to get up. I wanted to sleep in, you know, weekends. I like to sleep in. Yep. And so Friday morning before I had an early morning meeting and when he got up, we were talking and, I, and he's like, are you going to, we're going to go, we're, we have to go get your tag today. I'm like, okay. And he just stopped and looked at me and I was like, yeah. I figured we might as well go. <laughs> like, we're going to go anyway. We might as well. <laughs> um, so we went and got tags. And then, of course, his alarm goes off Saturday morning. And I'm like, no, this was a bad idea. We should not be doing this. I just want to sleep. And, of course, I stayed asleep. But he made my coffee. And he's like, you need to get up now. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. So I get up. I get dressed. Feed the dogs. Get in the truck. And go to sleep. <laughs> So. And of course, I'm filming all this. Like, I, I filmed her feeding the dogs. I filmed making the coffee. Like, I'm, I'm filming the whole process because I'm obviously filming the so, hunt. So, so did you know where these birds were roosted? You didn't go roost them the night before, right? No, the, we were we were hunting Bill's farm, and it's an hour and twenty minutes away from our house. But it's the same birds I'd been hunting with the bow. Because so my, I had tags for second season, and that had ended. Uh, the day I shot yep. the one I didn't recover. Um, yep. And then third season started the day after, which happened to have been Friday, I guess. Yeah. So I shot the bird on Thursday. It ended. No. I, I shot the bird on Thursday, which was the last day. The third season started on Friday, and then we hunted Saturday, yesterday. Okay. So you're just going out there. We guys I'm just hunting the same blind? birds that I was. Yeah. I, I, we're hunting the same birds that I was hunting. Gotcha. When I was okay. when I was bow hunting second season, so I'd, yep. I'd been in there. So, I kind of knew what what they were doing. Yep. So when you get to the farm, did you just go right to the right to that spot, yeah. or were you just okay? Gotcha. No, we just went right to that. Spot okay, take and, over, Allie. This is your story. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, as soon as we got there and got out, like you could hear the turkeys gobbling. So I was like, so I was getting a little amped up. I'm like, okay, at least they're they're talking. We went out um, the first time, I guess it was a week ago Saturday. Yeah. We did not get up early. We went at like 8 o'clock. We you went to Casey's General miles. Store and got some Arnie Palmers. and That was that was after <laughs> that was, we walked five miles that was, yeah, and that didn't was hear day. a gobble at all. And I was like, why are we doing this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was another reason why I didn't want to get up Saturday morning. Um, so we got there and heard gobble, so that was exciting. Uh, we like walked down to where we were going to set up and of course it's already light out. So we're like trying to rush and put the decoys out and get them, get them out and get set up. And within what, 15 minutes, a hen flies down and like cluck, cluck, cluck. And then f- kind of, she could tell that the, they were uh, decoys. She watched, she watched yeah. us set up. Like it was, she was right we over were, top of you. Yeah. We Pretty were much. late getting in there. Like I knew the birds weren't roosting on the field edge. They were roosting up on the ridge in the timber, so they were flying down and working their way down to the field. So, like I said, we we had to do the morning routine, feed the dogs, whatever. I had to get her off the couch, but 
<laughs> I, I knew the I knew the timeline. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we got there before fly down, but there was a hen that actually was roosted on the field edge. So as soon as she pitched down, she starts putting and takes four steps and flies again across the creek, like totally away from us. And I was like, well, let's hope the gobbler is not in eyesight because how how far were the gobblers? in the tree from you like how far do you think they were gobbling from you oh i bet they were i don't know 100 150 yards up the ridge from us oh okay um so you're good yeah they actually they were actually roosted up in the area where i lost the last blood on that one i had shot which is actually we i hunted there last year with cooper and it's the same ridge like they always roost on that ridge so yeah I don't know. At least there's some familiarity with with the property, and kind of knowing how yep. it lays and what they do. So we weren't totally in the dark, but still, it's an hour and twenty minutes one way. So you kind of want to know what you're, what you're getting to. Yeah, for all that time and <laughs> yeah, shit, man. The, the alarm goes off at three o'clock, and then by the time you hit snooze four times, <laughs> get up, make coffee, get dressed, get your stuff together. But yep. Anyway, back back to the story. I'll, I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're a better storyteller than I am, anyway. Um, so the Tom, there, so there was a Tom like gobbling, but he wasn't really responding to us. He was just like looking, looking for some, looking for some ladies to respond. Yep. And he was not having any of us. And then all of a sudden, it was like dead silence. He just completely stopped. Yeah, Gone. You know how was he on the ground then? That that that's what I said. I think he just yeah. kind of. He stopped gobbling and he didn't respond to us and I just said he must be on the ground now. Mm-hmm. And so of course at that time we're sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and I'm like, why, why, why did I decide to do this? This is so frustrating. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm yep. thinking this is this is like fishing. Like I don't have the patience to fish. I can sit in a stand for hours waiting for a bear or waiting for deer. I don't know what it was, yep. but I'm just like, this is like fishing. I just can't deal with this. And then I'm like looking three fields away and i was like justin i think there's a turkey out in, in out there and he's like hold on so he pulls the binoculars up and he's like oh yeah it's tom he's just out there strutting away not responding was he to all us by at himself all. yeah no he wasn't he was, he was at first i thought no, yeah no but, yo, didn't see him. <laughs> no <laughs> well i wasn't looking because i didn't have the binoculars no i was looking at okay. the binoculars and he had he had three hens out there and we're looking like through two different hedgerows to look at three fields away and yeah, you know, you just you see a glimpse of a, a tail fan like full strut. You see his head, or you know, and then you start seeing the wings of the hens as they're picking through the weeds. Like they're all, they're food yep. plots that haven't been sprayed yet, so they're all yellow flowers. They're probably you know a foot tall. So you kind of start you start seeing little pieces of them here and there, but um, I kind of feel like it was probably the same bird we had heard gobbling on the roost. Probably. And to watch it, to watch what he was doing with those hens, I mean, it makes sense why he wasn't answering us. He had everything he needed. He wasn't concerned. Well, and that's, I I know you guys are a little farther ahead of us right now too with like green up and stuff like that. Because I mean, we yeah. haven't even started budding basically hardly at all here. But like right now, when they hit the ground, I mean, two days ago, no, I'm sorry, yesterday. I saw a group of turkeys that had 15 birds in it still. Wow. You know? That's crazy. Like, yeah. And there's Tom's, Jake's, hens. 
Like they're so grouped up. We'll get into that afterwards. But what I'm trying to say is they gobble like crazy in the roost. They get down. They you might hear a couple gobbles and then you just see them appear and they're out there. And there's there was yesterday morning there was five toms with two hens, and you'd think they would like do the math. You know what I mean? Right. Like okay, there's five of us swinging swinging hammers here, and there's only two <laughs> hens. Like like you know you do the math here. So anyway, we'll get into that. But um, so he's off in the field, couple you know three fields over. So what? What is your plan of attack, I guess? What do you think? Allie, first of all, what are you thinking? Like, this is not going to happen? Well, yeah, a little bit. I was thinking that, but then I was like, I mean, he can't see us. Why don't we just walk over there? Not, obviously not (laughs) get up and just casually walk over there. But I was like, in my head, I'm thinking it's either not happening at all today or we're going to have to, like, force ourselves on him because he was not responding. Mm -hmm. He had what he needed. Force ourselves on him. (laughs) I like that line. That might be the title of the podcast. So we did decide to... We're going to force ourselves on him. We did. We forced ourselves on him. (laughs) So just like, I got to write that down. Hang on. Hang on. I got to write that down. That is going to be the title of this episode. We're going to force ourselves on him. That's a good one. So 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 that's her that's her mindset. Like as we're not talking about this, either. we're not really talking about it between us. I'm just like I'm standing up and I got the binos. We're talking like normal voices, and I'm like, she's getting, she's kind of cold. She didn't dress appropriately, and you know how it is. Like it gets a little bit light out, and the wind picks up, and you yep. actually kind of start getting a little colder for a little while. Gets colder. Yep. Yeah, just for a little while. But here's me. Like, like I know we're safe right now, but like I'm trying to watch this Tom. We sat there and watched him for probably. 20 minutes literally just strutting back and forth 20 minutes just doing circles just spitting and drumming i could see his feathers like shaking you know he spits vibrating and shit yep and he's just back and forth i'm like you son of a bitch like you you have you have not a care in the world right now like there's three hands over there and there's no other toms nothing's challenging you i'm like how are we gonna get a rise out of this bird and like try to kill him like what, what's our best play and like this is all the stuff I'm going through in my head. Meanwhile, I'm like, I need to be filming this as we talk about a game plan. And that just <laughs> that just went to shit. Like, I went full kill mode. Like, <laughs> ends up killing a well, bird. Well, Allie's over there not helping no because she's probably yawning. <laughs> yeah, she's like, all right, Shaking, like, all right we're going we're gonna to go. go. we got to pee. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, what are we going to do? And I'm like, yep. we're going to we're gonna take this this full strut jake decoy and we're gonna get to the next hedgerow we're just gonna try to bounce and we're gonna yep. sit there until he decides which way they're gonna go he's gonna follow the hen's gonna go to the creek he's gonna go back to the ridge like it's it's pushing nine o'clock they're probably gonna go high again back towards the roost the hens are gonna go to nest and i'm like we're just gonna try to stay in front of him at a safe distance until he's committed to going one way or the other and i'm gonna use this tom decoy to threaten him or this jake decoy to threaten him because that's the only way he's leaving these hens. Yep. And I always say try to get within that threshold, that barrier, which is yeah, about 60 that, to 70 yards. Right. Yep. Where it's right. like, okay, he's getting too close. I got to go over and whip his ass. Yep. And that's – honestly, he wasn't responding to the hen calls. I'm not going to walk around with a hen decoy and try to be like, hey, let me force myself on you <laughs> because I'm, yep. I'm ready. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I wanted to piss him off. So, like – we're 
I'm walking around with a tripod and a camera, microphone, <laughs> uh, the, the full strut Tom decoy, a steak. We had know, our hands full. Full strut got Jake. Yeah, full Allie, strut yeah, Jake. Full strut Jake. Allie's got the gun in her hand and she's wearing the vest and she, I'm just like, sit right here. She's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm just like taking this like super personal. I'm like, I got this freaking tripod. I got the camera. Like I've got no storyline going. Meanwhile, I got to, we got to try to kill this bird. Like I'm, I'm so flustered. I'm just, let's just kill him and I'll make up, you know, we'll, we'll go to yep. recreates after kill him and then we'll figure out how to make, we'll the figure story. it out. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. And, uh, Long story short, Allie, pick it up from here. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> so they finally make their way across the – so we're sitting in the next hedgerow, and so there's another hedgerow between – there's another field, so hedgerow. So you're, you're one field away field. from them then. Yeah. yeah we, we close the distance by one field. Yeah. So they, yep. they're like slowly making their way down, and the hens are out in the field, and they're just, you know, casually picking up bugs or whatever, whatever they're finding on the ground. Doing their thing, and the Tom is, he stays in the trees the entire time. And Justin could see him through the binoculars, and, like, I was getting a glimpse every now and then. But, like, was not coming out at all. Justin pit up the Jake decoy, not nothing, absolutely nothing. And we're like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? And then the hens just slowly make their way back up into the woods, and I'm like, this is done. I was like, we're done. In my mind, I'm like, we're done. We're going home. Yeah. Like, no, it's it was, time. It I've was, had enough of this. Like, let's go. It, it reminded me of, like, yep. I mean, not that you watch mature deer all that often, but, like, watching him just look over those hens reminded me of, like, the way, like, a five- or six-year-old buck would just cruise ridges or scent check a food plot. Mm-hmm. Like, stay out of sight and just know that they're there. Like, this Tom was – he was no two-year-old nope. by any means, like – just the way he was acting. He wasn't aggressive. Very he creeper. didn't respond to the call. Very creeper-esque. Well, yeah, but he he just knew he was probably king shit. Like, he didn't... Yep. He stayed in the woods. He drifted up. Like, um, he was halfway up the hill, up the ridge. The hens were feeding their way across the food plot, like, right towards us. And he just stayed in the woods the whole time, like, 100 yards above him. The hens fed Smart. off. And, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, he, he knew exactly... Yep. Where they were going, and he was going to be there. Mm-hmm. So, so the hens there. went towards him then in the in the timber. Yeah, eventually they worked their way back up, yeah. like towards the roost. Okay. So we're sitting there and start talking again, of course, because they're gone. And Justin just randomly calls, and then here you go, rooster responds. Rooster. Tom. Tom. <laughs> 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 All right. Sorry. Uh, I forgot to tell you maybe in the you beginning. Shot the neighbors, this, you, you shot this the neighbor's rooster. <laughs> All right. Mr. Tom responds. And I'm like, I get all perked up. I'm like, all right, all right, maybe this is maybe this is gonna happen. I don't yeah. know. How so far I, so it's I've the been, same Tom then? No, no, I'd been I'd been kind of soft playing that Tom, like on the slate call, just doing really light, you know, clucks and purrs, purrs and, and yeah. trying to just let him know there's another hen over here and see what he does and I didn't want to be too aggressive with the hen calls and push the hens away. I wanted to make sure we, you know, still had a play if those hens were going to feed through the food plot. So I was just trying to be subtle with him. And then they work off. So I throw the mouth call in and I just start cutting hard and loud and just, just, (laughs) and all of a sudden just (laughs) like right out of the timber up on that ridge. 
And Allie's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, let's I'm do like, this. that's not the same bird. There's no way. And then we sit there for a minute and we're like, I have, the only decoy I have is this full strut Jake. And we're totally mobile. Like, I don't have the net for the tripod. Um, we're totally exposed, like, on the hedgerow. And we're just like, well, let's just sit here for a minute and see what happens. And all of a sudden, just gobbles again and again and again. And I'm like, it's not the same time. There's no way. Like, these, these birds are looking for that hen. Like, they're trying to say, we're He's here. Coming. Where are you? He's coming. And when I, when, when I hear a bird like that, like, if you strike him up, personally, when I hear a bird, he's like, I, I'm, I need to find her. Where like speak back to me? Yeah, like, that's, that's what he's what he saying to me. You know, like yeah. I need to find you. Where you at? He yep. was ready to push himself on her. Yes, <laughs> yes, force himself force on her. Himself on her. But yeah, that's a lot of instantly yep. knew it was Go a different ahead. bird. Like the the demeanor, the response we were getting to the call, like automatically knew it was a different bird. And Ellie, all you pick it up. <laughs> so Justin's like, we we got to move. We got we got to get we got to get on the right side of that, of this hedgerow, you know, in the field. So we're like inching our way, but moving as fast as we can so we can get up there. And we like, okay, this is a good spot. We're just going to stop. We get all set up and leaning against a tree, which in hindsight was a bad idea. And so we're like sitting there in these toms. All of a sudden there's a tom and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay. So this is happening. He and just shows we're up. like talking. And then there was another one. And there yeah, were like there two, two of them just freaking strutting and. Just doing their thing, talking. And it was it was hilarious. It was so funny, Aaron. It was, like, <laughs> it was I'm sitting there on the camera and I'm watching, and I I just see like their white heads, like through the yellow flowers. Like, we had a little bit of a rise in the food plot, like a little, no, not really a terrace, but just the 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 plot rolls, and the birds had to come out of the creek and then up through the up over the rise, and I just see their heads pop up, and they're just little white specks in a field of yellow and green, and I'm like, yep. I'm like there he is. And she goes, where? And I'm like, two o'clock, like, all you can see is their heads. And I said, there's two of them. And I forget what she said exactly, but it was, she kind of lost her shit instantly. And, like, her breathing changed. Her legs started shaking. Her knees were, like, knocking. She had to, she had to, it was so bad. She had the gun on her I knee. Was, like, mentally. I'm watching the sight, and it's just, like, dancing. Yeah, mentally, I was not nervous. <laughs> I wasn't stressed out. There was no, like... I didn't feel anxious. I didn't feel nervous. My body sure was. And I, like, I didn't even shake like that when I shot my bear. There was, it, I, I don't know what it was. I can't even explain it. I was shaking so bad. It must have been. Allie, the you need to force weird. yourself on those toms at this moment. <laughs> I did. That's what needs to take over. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> well, she did. I forced my shotgun right in his face. I love it. <laughs> well, they, they were, they were timid though. Like they, they came to that rise and they kind of realized, well, there's nothing here. Like she was yeah. just here. Could a they see ago. the? Could they see the Jake? No, I, I had it behind me. I, I wasn't. I wasn't like using it to try to get him going, like I was with the other bird. I just figured mm-hmm. they were so hot and like so committed to looking for this hen. I just left the decoy buried behind me, and so they'll hopefully they come in range. And they they crested the hill and they were looking, but. Meanwhile, like our original setup is a hundred yards behind us, and there's a lookout hen and a, a breeder hen, you know, laid down in the food plot that we just came from 
that we set up first in the morning on. So, so could they see them? Potentially. I, potentially. I, I don't think they did. But I was just being really – it was like a do or die, like really reading body language at this point. Like they were they were very inquisitive and like they were committed to finding this hen. But they crested that hill and they had the vantage point and they couldn't see anything. So I see. one of okay. them was like – one of them was kind of drifting back towards yeah, the woods. The other one kept strutting and just gobbling. And I would kind of – I actually started purring, mm-hmm. like just without the call, just – and all of a sudden they both kind of perked up, looked in that direction, and they just started – they put their heads down and started feeding and started walking right towards us. And they relaxed them. They relaxed like instantly, and they just started working yep. their way towards us. And I was like, yeah, they're, they're coming. This is going to happen. And I said, safety off. And she starts like – doing the woosa breathing <laughs> and uh it was it was a really good show like it's it, it was her first turkey and it was just a really cool hunt to have for your first experience and they were they come in hot they were gobbling like in sync and you know they were both strutting and it was like it's gonna happen it's not gonna happen and then they recommitted and it was a really awesome first hunt yeah definitely so how far were they when they, when you saw them crest the hill and they kind of held up? How far were they? Uh, probably 60. So you started purring, which to me, when I start purring like that, like a lot of turkeys, like they're like feeding and they're kind of in a good state. You know, when yeah. they're purring, it's just kind calm. of like, a, okay, calm, everything's good. So when you started purring, did you do any more calling other than that or did you just kind of shut up to like have them kind of close the distance even more? Yeah, I just shut up trying to let their curiosity get the best of them and yep. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm not a seasoned turkey hunter by any means. Like I'm I I don't know a whole lot about turkeys' attitudes or their demeanors or you know what to do and when, but I I could just see that they were they were starting to not believe it, and yep. I just knew that purring was kind of the universal signal for it's comfort. Uh, we're we're, to we're me, just hanging out. Yeah, we're we're just yep. we're calm. We're just feeding along. So I, I'm the same way. I'm not a seasoned turkey hunter at all. I I get excited about turkey season the day before it starts, and yeah, that's me. Then <laughs> you know what I mean. And it's like I. I get my vest out the night before opening morning and then I start like working my calls a little bit and then I'm good. You know, <laughs> that's literally yep. what I do. And it works for me year after year, you know, it, it not, yep. I'm not a great caller by any means. Um, but I have learned some things over the year. My dad, unbelievable caller with a box call. Unbelievable. It's the only thing he uses. I mean, he's got mouth calls and stuff like that, Interesting. but it does not matter. He knows how to work a bird with a box call does not matter if they're within seven yards or 70 it's crazy what he can do with the box call but he always told me like you just got to pay attention to what that turkey's doing and that turkey will tell you what you need to do and for the longest time i did not know what he meant by that and you know as i got older here in the last actually the last four or five years i really started kind of getting more into it but like and more like what birds are doing and and why they're doing this noise and 
I had an experience happen to me where a bird would gobble, gobble, gobble. I'd call gobble, I'd call gobble, and he would never get closer. And I just got sick of calling to him, and I shut up, and he just ran right to me. And I'm like, okay, that light bulb that you know made sense. Like he got curious and was like, where did she go? And I need to go look for. So ever since that, I was like, you know, you just kind of curiosity gets the best of them sometimes that's why i was wondering if you just kind of like shut up and maybe they like close that last like 20 yards because they couldn't see you didn't have a decoy out so they no, didn't see what they wanted to see you know right and that's and the fact that there was two birds i really felt like if i had shown that that jake decoy they were obviously just like really i wouldn't say aggressive but they were like they were a lot more active than that first bird we were after like that yep. first bird, I think would have came in ready to kill somebody, just because he was threatened, like he was challenged. You know, this other one, he was these king. other two, were just like the, you know, they were the varsity football players, like thinking they could go do whatever they wanted to. You know, I I just wanted to sound like the drunk girl at the bar and let them come figure it out. You gotta like the drunk girls at the bar. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. Well, not it's nowadays, not, but back in the well, day nowadays, when we were yeah. single. Back in the, not back now. In the 70s. I'm very happily when young, married. When you now. guys were young bucks and we were the drunk girls in the box. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. You always look for the one that's just like kind of just really just doesn't look like she's in her own mind, and that's the one you go for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't force yourself on anything. Any, yes. I want to get back to forcing yourself on this bird. So, Allie, what happened? He closed the distance. You yeah, put the so starvation bead on him and let it eat. What I mean, yeah, what happened? Yeah. So Justin's like, "Which one are you going to shoot?" And I was like, "Whichever one comes closer." I don't, I don't care at this <laughs> point. Like, I'm shooting whatever comes closer. So yeah. the one to the right, which is the one that was um, like strutting more often and like being more vocal, he was just—you could tell—he he was just kind of being a tool. So we like came in <laughs> close enough, and Justin's like, "Are, are you ready?" Or he said, said something uh, like, "I said I he's I, I said he's close enough, uh, but I think he's going to come closer. You can shoot if you want to. It's up to you." So he he's like, like he's in that his, range. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in range. So he stands up, puts his head all the way up, is looking around, and looks me dead in the eyes, and I was like, "Done." not happening <laughs> and so <laughs> just let it rip and head over butt just flipped done yeah, game was, over there was he didn't go anywhere it was one of those ones like i'm i'm, I'm gonna be cutting the video tomorrow but it was it's one of those ones like when you you pull the trigger it's like all of a sudden it, it almost looks like he just jumps he jumps like four feet in the air and just lands on his back, feet straight up in the air. Wings are kind of just twitching. Like there's no like slow death, like how they flop around, make all kinds of noise. This thing just like lights out. Lights out. KO. <laughs> That's awesome. I it love was it. Awesome. It was. He gone. He yeah, gone. Basically, I mean, it was nice. It was nice. <laughs> and then what? Okay, she, so with all, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, she, she catches her breath, and, like, we're sitting there at the tree, and she was just like, oh, my God, that was awesome. Like, so that, <laughs> it's not so bad now, is it? She, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you may have created a like, turkey we, hunter We just now. made a turkey hunter. <laughs> yep. 
you know, like I said, I I don't think about turkeys until the day before opening day of turkey season. And I don't know why that is, but once turkey season, I'm in turkey season, that's all I want to do. And then, you know, you're in Michigan, we only get one bird. So I already killed a bird. So now it's like guide, you know, I, I'm yeah. ready to go out and call for my buddies. Some of my buddies don't, they're not really callers. Not that I'm a caller, but I probably can call a little bit better than some of them probably. And I just want to get people birds, get, get them on birds and let's go have some fun. I mean, I grew up with my dad and my uncles and his friends and all, they would, you know, do a roost hunt in the morning on a Saturday. And then if that didn't work, they were loading up the truck. They were Rochambeauing. They were look driving, looking for birds. If they could find birds, they were going knocking on a door. Can we go chase yep. these birds? Yep. I mean, that's how I grew up and that's, yeah, that's how we did. I mean, it that York, is so yeah. much fun. Yep. I mean, and yep. that's, that's fun to me. Like, and it's, it's, it's very, uh, it's a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, you can do it with a lot of you know, your friends and you can, it's not like you're sitting in a deer stand for three hours, right? You know, it's you're more, sitting there. It's you more can, interactive. Yeah, it's it's kind of laid back and yep. Yep. You know, it's like 10 o'clock. We're like, well, let's grab breakfast and a, and a latte yep. and regroup here for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's like turkeys and it's fun to, to call and have them respond, you know, yeah. and then use decoys and, and have them work into the decoys. And I mean, it's, there's nothing more fun to watch a bird come and just beat the ever living piss out of your decoy. Oh, like yeah. that yeah. is my goal. Like every time, whoever I'm with, if there's somebody filming or just with me, like this year, my buddy Patrick was with me and I said, like, if the bird commits to the decoy, I'm letting him commit to the decoy to beat the hell out of him. And then I'm going to shoot him. Like, that's just my right. thing. I, I love to see that. Yep. That's, I'll, I'll tell you what, like it was, I felt the exact same way when I elk hunted last year for the first time, like having the interaction, but with an 800 pound animal, you know, it was that same, like, well, this sucks. Nothing's happening. And then the next day it was, you could fart and they would bugle back at you. Like you couldn't do anything That's wrong. Fantastic. And then it was just Love like, that. I had an encounter in the timber with a big six by six. And I was just like, okay, I'll be, I'm doing this again. I'll be back. You got me. I love when animals react to farts. It's great. <laughs> you don't have to force yourself on them. They just, they want to die. Right. Yep. Yep. So Allie, so now you're a couple days removed or actually it was yesterday, right? You killed him yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah. Yesterday. Um, so, I mean, what is your, what is your 30,000 foot? Like I'm done with it, but like, what is your mindset now on it? Not doing it before officially. And, and, and now getting in and having a good hunt, um, like, what do you think about turkey hunting? Well, I already told Justin not to worry about, like, the meat and stuff because we're going to have more next weekend because we're going again. Uh -oh. <laughs> so... oh, she yep. is very confident. <laughs> well, she is, but the okay. thing is, is uh, our – we both have fourth season tags now, so, yeah, so. we both get to carry a gun. Oh, and, uh, sure. I don't know. Push might come to shove. Double up. And... Double well, up. Yeah, well, maybe we'll have two toms come in again. Or else I can just tell you it's too far, and I'll shoot it anyway. I'll just shoot it anyway. Yep. <laughs> so going Allie, into this, what did he though, do? 
what did you what did you what did he do to you this fall though? I mean, he took a buck out from under he your nose. He did take a buck right out. I from did him. not take it away from you. <laughs> he didn't. Take you it away. said it I don't have a shot. I didn't have a shot, but it was. If to be anybody mine. listening to this podcast hasn't seen it, it's on YouTube right now. Go to Justin Fabian's YouTube channel. You'll see it. He t- clearly took this deer away from Allie. <laughs> yep, clearly. Just beat her to the draw. And then, then he made me drag it yep. all by myself. Yep. <laughs> Just yep. Drag it out. Just a night. hard ass. I know. Oh, slave driver. Yep. No, she did really great on the turkey, and I I wish I did as good on the camera because I went, I went full hunter. And on a scale of one to ten, producer wise, I think I was functioning at about a three. And uh, you know, got some pretty cool pictures, got some really great photos after the fact. But um, I, I was really relying heavily on the GoPro <laughs> uh, throughout the process, <laughs> and I, I did not film anything of like changing locations. There's there's nothing that says went from point A to point B to point C. So I'm gonna have to. Probably sit down and spine this one out and uh, do a little expl- explaining. <laughs> I got some ideas for you. We can talk about them off of record. All right. Sounds good. But it's <laughs> Don't we, give I watch the secrets to everybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> we watched the footage today and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divert here for a quick second because so I, I made a quick mention last week that I lost my job with Basemap and I've been really – like arguing with myself about what the correct next move is going to be. And I'm not saying this is going to solve my problems or keep money in the bank, but I'm, I'm going full scale into 2020 filming all my own hunts and I'm just going to put everything I do on my YouTube channel. And, you know, if it, if anything comes of it, great, you know, that's, that's not the original intention. I'm just going to, I'm just doing it because that's what I know how to do. And I've got a lot of hunts on the on the calendar, but um, one of the things I'm going to try to do through the process is just kind of point out little things about filming your own hunts because the majority of stuff I'm doing is self-filmed. Like I don't have anybody, an intern or anybody I'm working with. Like Cooper's still with with Forty One North, and you know Allie doesn't really know what to do with the camera much. Like we're hunting a lot together in the last few hunts, but. I'm going to try to dive into some of these things about self-filming like I just talked about. And All right, that's what I was going to divert to, but going back to the turkey shot, um, <laughs> everything was every, – I filmed everything in 4K. Uh, when I was bow hunting myself, I was trying to film everything in 120 just because I was trying to get a slow-motion kill shot you know, of a broadhead going into a turkey's face. But – we filmed hers in 4K, and I put it on a 1080 timeline. So as you know, you got that crop factor. And yep. go, going frame by frame, you can watch the shot pattern go through the air and just watch this turkey's head get folded in half, <laughs> like on impact. It was It's pretty beak badass. Meat. I like to call that beak meat. Beak meat, yeah. It's where the, 100% it's where the beak, beak meat. literally comes off the face. It's great. Oh, it's it didn't come off his face, but it was, <laughs> you, you can see this wad of just gray matter coming through the air and make, <laughs> make contact with this turkey's head and neck. And it just like snaps back like Rocky Balboa hitting somebody like a, a wet noodle, just folds him in half. 
A lot of gray matter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all the... Fantastic. Well, so, oh, so I forced myself to, on him. To I'm go sorry. back... <laughs> going back to the point when we went to Shields and bought her license, oh. they didn't have any three-inch shells, so she's not that great of a shot with a shotgun. I well, bought, so we thought. So we thought. So we thought. <laughs> I, I stand corrected. I, I bought her a 20-gauge shotgun for her birthday, I, I don't know, three four four years ago, something like that. And it was a 20-gauge youth model, and trying to get her turkey hunting Browning? with that. And like, no, it was a Remington, 870 okay. youth model. And, yep. you know, he put the full choke in it, you know, the, the turkey choke, and put three-inch, like, fives in it or sixes. And we went out, this is back when we lived in New York, and we went out to the to the stone quarry to, to shoot it. And I swear to God, she couldn't hit a sheet of plywood at, at 30 yards. <laughs> It was really bad. It was really bad. Like, she, she's a rifle hunter at heart, like, from Texas. Like, she's a feeder hunter. Like, but, but, and I don't mean that, like, to be yeah. a bad thing, but it's just you're, you're a rifle hunter for sure. And yep. putting a shotgun in her hand, it was just new. It was foreign. So this the year we turkey hunted. Gun. The old scatter gun. Yeah, sawed off. Yeah, it was, it was bad. <laughs> It was a bad. I don't. I don't. I was ashamed. We haven't shot the gun since, to be honest. And I don't. I haven't spent much time trying to figure it out. But um, shortly before we left New York, we had won this semi-automatic 12 gauge from an NWTF banquet, and I took it to Arkansas this year in December on a duck hunt, which was the first time it had been shot, mm-hmm. and I did really well with it on ducks. So wanted her to use it for turkeys. Like it's a semi-auto. It's not going to kick as much. It'll take a three-inch shell. We don't got to go to, like, the Mossberg and shoot three-and-a-halves. Like, well, we don't have three-inch shells. So we go to buy our license, and they don't have any three-inch turkey loads. So I'm perusing the pheasant section and, you know, found what I thought would be the best load to supplement a turkey load. And whatever, it's three-inch nickel-plated lead number fives and obviously worked out really well for us. 1300 foot velocity and i mean you, you can see the pattern in the in the footage the pattern is nice well, when and you tight. sent it to me frame by frame i mean it was it was tight yeah it was you know, really coming out of there it was it was and it, when you said ass over tea kettle it yeah. literally <laughs> flipped this bird on its ass yeah it probably a 35 30 35 yard shot maybe i didn't pace it out but um you know that's it's it's awesome it's like some of the best i don't want to say it's the best footage i've ever gotten but just to see what happens to that bird at 35 yards with her first kill like that on a turkey was it just it's awesome it's it's times like that hunts like that that i really appreciate you know what i can do with the camera and the fact that i took the time to to spend the time to to film it for like granted i dropped the ball on a lot of other aspects of the hunt (laughs) but to go back and like say, watch, oh, check this out, watch, watch the shot, you know, or there he was, like this is where you didn't see him. And I told you this was whatever. Like just going back play by play, and we sat here for an hour and a half today, yep. just watching clips together and kind of saying, this that's so awesome. Like first turkey, that's really cool. That that awesome is bloopers, really cool, too. and that's that's even better. Bloopers <laughs> yeah. are great. <laughs> Oh, there's plenty of bloopers. Well, I, I am beyond awkward in front of the camera, so uh, that makes it really entertaining. 
Well, I do want to extend through the airwaves here a huge congratulations to you because that's awesome. I can only imagine what you were feeling um, to to have Justin bring up that you shot it or well, you didn't shoot this one with the Youth Model 870. I actually shot my first turkey with the Youth Model 870 uh, back when I was 12. And I remember when like what I felt that was the first thing I've ever killed. You know, at that, at like legit, you know, go out and do something. Like, I remember, you know, that hunt like it was yesterday. It was my dad and I, and I forgot the shells for it at the, at the house. <laughs> and we pulled into the property and he said, do you get the shells? And I said, no, I thought you did. Oh, and gosh. he yelled at me and <laughs> we went back to the house, got the shells, got back to the farm and the birds were already on the ground and it was daylight. And, uh, we kind of did a Rochambeau on these birds and, and it was just really cool. I, I, I can't explain to you how that felt. And even, you know, to equate it to deer, I've said it before, I told Justin too, like, you know, I killed the deer of a lifetime this year, but back in 2008, when I killed the first deer I ever killed on camera, it was a 105 inch eight pointer here in Michigan with my bow that equated to the same way I felt yeah. with this deer of a lifetime mm-hmm. and that deer almost probably means more to me than that deer I killed in Iowa this year it's just you just can't rewrite that and you can't make it up I mean it's it is what it is and uh, I can't I, I wish I was there I'm glad I got to FaceTime you and talk to you like right after it happened I had no idea yeah. you guys killed a bird <laughs> yeah, it was literally and, five minutes after we killed him. no idea you, you killed a bird so that was that was really cool, and I, I, you know, I, I congratulate you, and that's that's awesome. I'm yeah, glad we got to live it up here on the podcast. That's yeah. the uh, that's the opening clip in the video. I have that on the timeline. That's how I'm starting. Tom starting the uh, episode here is oh, her sure. with a okay. bird on her shoulder talking to you on Facetime. Yes, and then yes. Uh, I'm just gonna cut to like a a quick little ten second highlight recap, like boom, 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 and then open it back up in the kitchen with making coffee and then you have to sit there and watch the whole thing. And then you have to watch it all. I like it. I like it. You know, to talk about a little bit about your YouTube channel and your, you know, your venture here this fall, you know, you had kind of thrown out to me that you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, branding, naming it and everything. Have you come up with anything yet? Or we haven't been able to talk about it yet. No, I I haven't uh, honestly. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn between just letting it run on my own channel, like under my name and, and just, you know, I've coming up through the freelance world, like just being a, a field producer, I, I tried to like, I operated under the name 11th hour media, like I'm available last minute and I always do shit last minute anyway. So it really fit <laughs> my, my personality and my style. And it was from a marketing standpoint, it was one, one. So if it was listed in a program, it was always going to be top of the list. Like it made sense. And I just ran with it. But at the same time, it's like, well, there's a, there's notoriety that goes with just operating under your own name. So I'm still going back and forth between branding it with something, you know, outdoorsy or, you know, whatever, like a, a branded name or just letting it run under my own channel. But I'm I'm open to discussing that. So if anyone has any input or opinions or a cool idea for a name, like I, I don't want to steal your idea or take your name, but 
I am, I'm looking for a discussion on, you know, kind of the right way to go about it and maybe what those names could be or just some cool ideas, kind of a, kind of a thing. I got some, I got some ideas. I won't throw them out on here, but, uh, we can talk about it. Don't want people stealing them now. It's not like force your turkey on me or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's my uh, channel. Force force it on me. That's my channel. Oh God! Allie's force it on her. That was really bad. That was really bad. I take it back. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, That's great. I I wanted to do one. I wanted to call it just hunt. Like whatever your reason is, like branded, unbranded, sponsored, not sponsored. Don't care what you shoot or what your reason is. Just hunt. Like everybody hunts. It's not about having a reason. Like I wanted to call it just hunt, but. Turns out some Canadian already did that. Well, you know, and to to kind of talk about the fall, I mean, the fall podcast, it's called the fall podcast, but the name of the fall is, is when I was going through whole, this whole thing, you know, trying to name this, it was like I was going through everything. I mean, trying to use creek or trying to use mud or like, and it's like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, and it just hit me one day, like, what is my favorite time of the year? Like, ever since I've known and been able to do something outdoors, it was the fall. Like, the fall, the leaves are changing. It's You know, it gets colder. You know, the, it's deer hunting season. It's yep. like that as a deer hunter's, you know, time of the year, it's it's the Super Bowl for the for deer hunters. You know, we do everything for the fall. Everything around this the year is for the fall time of the year. And I'm like, that just, it's my favorite time of the year. And, you know, that was just kind of what I went with. And that's what I like. And it's not so, I don't know, it's not so, I don't think it's original. But <laughs> I like it well, and I still like it's, it. <laughs> it's simple and it like, it's, yeah, it's definitive and that's. You know, the days of hyper outdoors extreme, you know, that, that shit's over. Yep. Yep. It's, I don't know. And that, that's why I'm hesitant to really put a name behind it. But at the same time, you know, say something does happen down the road, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make hats. that says Justin Fabian across the front of it. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> that's know? what you got to look at too, you know, is like uh, some sort of like cool clothing you know, something that could look cool on clothing too, or, or right. like a hat or a sticker, something that you want people to buy into. Like that's how right. I kind of look at it as well. And, you know, I think you should brand it something different than your name. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's it's also not my deal either. But I think no, there's something I appreciate there to, it. be, it's, to have. Believe me, I, I, I'm not – I'm not – opposed to anything right now and i'm not i'm not dead set on just keeping it about me like i've already had conversations with two other guys that are willing to share content with me and like and do this with me like send me footage and help sustain this thing so uh one of them is in indiana and another one is out in utah so there's a good variety of of footage that could come come in and and help build this thing out so um, it's just, it's, it's looking more like it is going to have some kind of a, a brand behind it or a name to it. Yep. 
Hold on, Allie's handing well, the, me the headphones like she's done. Do you want to? Do you want to say bye? I just kept falling out. Oh, well, hold on to it. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. She's she's staying. Well, the only thing I could tell you is if you want any sort of advice, and I'm not, you know, of anything is, I, you know, when you look at social media, I feel like every time you turn around, it's like. You know, you have to post at this time because it gets more likes or more views or, you know, there's got to be a plan behind it, which I understand that side of things. But and then like only posting photos that are like only taken with a DSLR camera or, you know, you have to have this image like I get that. Like I'm not saying I'm trying to downplay what I do, but the thing is, is we have devices at our hands every day that tell a story what what where whatever that is however quality that is it tells a story every day every minute you're doing something there's a story to be told and it's in your hand so like i was always under the impression that i needed to post higher quality things every post and it had to be something catchy when realistically if i post a cell phone video or picture from three years ago to a uh, a 1DX photo that I took yesterday, it gets the same amount of likes. Not that I'm trying to go for likes or anything like that, but I'm trying to like justify it, I guess. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point where it's like, I'm only going to post stuff and do stuff that I like. You know what I mean? And if you don't want to grab onto that and you don't like it, then I'm sorry. But like, Things that you're going to see and, and, and me say is that's me. Not that I didn't do yeah. that before, but like, you know, I was always hesitant. Yeah, you're not going to filter it like anymore. Every time, you just yeah, do what. Every, every time I'd open Instagram and I'd put a picture, I'd sit there for 15 minutes like, oh, what am I going to say? What hashtags am I going to do? I'm not doing that anymore. You know, like, I'm doing it like how I want to do it. And with yeah, the fall, no, like, you know, like, like, I want to do it the way that I want to do it. I ask your input, not saying I don't take your input at all. You know, I, I really value your input. But at the end of the day, like, if you were didn't want to do this for some odd reason later in life, like, I still want to be able to sustain it and, and have it be mine as well, you know? So, like, yeah, I guess that's the best thing I can say. <laughs> no, you're, you're good, dude. It's... Just be genuine. Just be you. It doesn't have to be perfect every time as long as it's real. That's, yep. that's kind of what I'm going into this as. And it's and, more relatable that way. I mean, look right. at the hunting public guys. You know, yeah, they'll, and, they'll be the first ones to tell you that, like, their editing style is very, I shouldn't say dumbed down, but it's very, like, well, it's raw. I, they put a lot of time and effort. Yes, it's very raw. They put a lot of time and effort into it, but I'm going to tell you the time and effort that I put into a TV show it's probably a little bit different than what they put into their digital episode. But yeah, the thing no, is, honestly, is they get they get tons of views, tons of likes because they're very relatable and they probably relate to a lot of other people that our TV show doesn't relate to because it's a different style. You right. know, so and that's that's, yeah. that's the way I'm looking at this is I mean you're not going to see you're not going to see outdoor channel quality editing or shooting for that matter in anything I'm going to do because number one, it is 
95% self-filmed. You know, the remaining 5% of that is, you know, 3% of that remaining 5 is going to be me filming Allie. And there's going to be a lot of shit that just goes out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks to me. But <laughs> it's... I'm not trying to copy anybody. Like, I don't, I don't want to be the next hunting public or the next Jason Matt singer or the next anybody. I want to be the first me. And that's all I care about. Like, it's not about matching something. You know, there's marketing trends that are always going to propel you, you know, in one direction or the other. But as far as what the content is and the way I am on camera or the way anybody else, you know, my wife is on camera, like it's going to be us. That's it. It's not going to be to anyone else's liking. I don't have sponsors. I'm not getting paid. I'm, I'm freaking unemployed for God's sake right now. Like, I'm just doing this because it's what <laughs> I know the how guy to do. Bone. <laughs> well, no, that, that's not my point. It's like I'm, I have no, no other I reason don't. to do this. Like, there, there's no other – there's nothing driving me to do this besides the fact that I know how to do this. I have all these hunts, and I can't not take a camera. Like, I can't just go hunt and not film it. So I might as well do something with it. Like, we've got a ton of listeners on the podcast – my family's always asking, my friends in New York, like, if nobody else wants to watch it besides them, that's fine. I'm still going to do it. Yep. I I agree 100% with you, and that's how I kind of approach this podcast. Like, our podcast has blown up in the last year. Yeah, it really has. It's, it, it's, it's blown up. It's taken some time. Um, I think there's some more things that I could do socially probably to be on it more but honestly like i i'm on my phone enough like i don't need to i'm not doing this to be the next i guess i'll say mark kenyon or something like that i'm i do this because i enjoy sitting in front of a microphone and spitting in the in the in the microphone (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like i enjoy cracking a couple beers at night and talking to some guys around the country about deer hunting and that's why I do this. Like, I don't make one dime at this. You don't make one dime at this. Actually, we've, we've like, you've spent money to to be a part of this. You know, you bought your equipment, and you know what I mean. Like, I've sold a little bit of merchandise, but honestly, if I can break even on that, and this is all honesty, if I can break even on that, I'm like a happy camper. And my wife understands yeah. that too, because she she's helping me out with it, but she understands that like. I enjoy this. This is my hobby. And any way I can have a, a conversation with like you and Allie is is huge for me. You know, and, and different you know how many guys we've met in the last we're coming up on year number two, our two year anniversary here in May, which is huge. We should probably do a big podcast for that. But um you know, how many guys and girls that we've met in the last, you know, year and a half doing this that I've just had a lot of fun doing it. And I'm not going to answer to anybody with it. I like doing what we're doing and I'm not going to change anything. You know, you might hear a new intro song here and there, but you know what we're doing is this is what we're doing. Yep. That's it. That being said, uh, if, if you or, uh, anybody else out there wants to go to Montana and film a bear hunt, uh, third week of May, <laughs> uh, just be in Des Moines, ready to go. <laughs> and, uh, I'll cover all the expenses. If I had a week off that I didn't have to do anything, I would definitely go. But that is that is peak TV editing season. <laughs> oh, I know it definitely is. But 
Yeah, and with this corona and COVID shit, I don't. I don't. Oh yeah, I'm surprised you're gonna be able to even go because they just opened that back up, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yesterday they made the announcement on the website that they're resuming non-resident bear and turkey seasons for the spring of 2020. So, I which I think I bought... is very smart on their part because oh, that's a big revenue deal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Idaho. Idaho canceled their non-resident season altogether. There was no, like, suspend it, like, let's go revisit it in April or May. Back in March, they just said, nope, no non-resident hunting. Same with Alaska. That cost me a fucking trip to Kodiak. I was supposed to film an archery brown bear hunt on Kodiak, and that's not happening now. The hunts so, of all hunts, that is, by uh, the way. Whoever listened to this can hear Oh, my that. God. I would, I would trade... So here's the thing. I, I found out on Thursday last week I drew New Mexico mule deer. I still have mule deer in for Utah. I've got mule deer in for South Dakota, two Iowa whitetail tags, and I decided not to do Kansas. But I would trade every one of those deer tags, every state, both for Iowa, to go film that hunt on Kodiak for 10 days. And it's not going to happen. That's a hunt, whether you're hunting or filming, that you basically stop just about everything that you're doing. Couple yeah. things you probably need to do, but That's like you Catalina stop just about everything to go do. <laughs> That's an opportunity yeah. in the nine years, eight or nine years I've been doing this, I've have yet to have. Yeah, it's it's one thing to I, I think the hardest thing to do to or you know, the biggest obstacle in getting to that point is finding somebody who pulls a tag, like let alone mm-hmm. whether it's resident yep. or non-resident, you got to find someone who's hunting and then someone who wants it filmed and then either find someone else to pay for it or hope that that person is willing to pay for it themselves. <laughs> yeah. It's not an easy tag to get that, that I've heard no. of. No, even non-residents like Alaska canceled all spring bear hunting for 2020. And then they, that happened in early March when all this stuff really started, you know, when shit started hitting the fan and it was only last week, uh, like Wednesday or Thursday this past week, that they reinstated non-resident. I'm sorry, they reinstated resident bear hunting. Non-residents have to quarantine for 14 days upon arrival to either Anchorage or Juneau or wherever they fly into. So I mean, you're looking at you're looking at almost two grand in hotel rooms just to sit there and wait to go hunting. Yep. You know, let alone. You know, at that point, you're risking the exposure. That's not worth it. I mean, no, it's not. The money's not worth it at all because, I mean, I, I was willing to cover my costs even after I lost my job. Like, I was willing to cover my costs to get there, had I been allowed to. Like, I would have, I would have paid my own commercial flight. I would have paid my weight, you know, on the Beaver to get to Kodiak and just to just to be the guy doing the camera work on that hunt. Like, where it went, I didn't care. I just wanted to be the guy doing it. Yep. Oh, I get I mean, it. That's not happening. That that's just a lot of money in hotels for fourteen days, two weeks. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a lot. That was the. I'm not willing to do that. I, I was willing to do everything else, but you, you can't get the. If you can get to Kodiak without touching Anchorage, you know your time on the island counts as your quarantine. But to go from Anchorage and then a commercial flight down to Kodiak, you. you there's no uh there's no loophole there. Yep. 
Well, what do we have to do for you and I to get a hunt together? Depends where it is. I mean, I know. <laughs> I can, and what time? I can come up there and it won't be a whitetail hunt, probably. <laughs> no, probably not. I can come up there and turkey. I want to. Yeah, we need to do a turkey hunt. I know can, it's almost like. Can non-residents Michigan's, get over-the-counter tags up there for turkeys? Yeah. Yep. Okay. To my knowledge, they can. All right. Let me see if I can figure out what a non-resident hunt is. You and Allie should just come up. Okay, so let's see here. So it says, Google says that the cost of non-resident base license is $151, and the non-resident spring turkey license is $15. That's doable. And it's a eight-hour so drive. Yeah, and you can you can stay at my place. I'll, I'll I'll bring my tent and I'll quarantine in the tent. Hey, it's all up to you. We don't care. Oh, he doesn't you want to do stay? I got I got a nice basement. Yeah, I know you got a nice basement. I was I was really hoping to have my new bow by this time, so I could come up there and you could put strings on, and we can do a little little ABB love on a bow build. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. But Matthews is, to my knowledge, they're still shut down right now. I know. I'm hoping you guys get that stuff by fall. Really, I don't. I, I have no idea, no timetable on that stuff. So I, it's all up to the governors right now of the state. So we'll I see. Know, um, I was. We're, we're supposed to do uh, the tax shoot up there in June, and uh, I'm I'm not really counting on having it by then anymore. Well. I don't know if you guys are still planning on coming or not, which you can if you want. I just looked at TAC uh, yesterday, their website, and they said basically they said they're still a go, but, you know, bearing the rules of what's going on at that time. So, but they said they're going to be sending out emails and to those, you know, people that are going to be going and. Yeah emails and social media stuff so just keep an eye on that which may 1st the house that we got we'll know may 1st if we can get uh if we can um get rid of the house full price or you know get our money back so if that's the case refund yep yeah if if that's the case and if you guys still want to come and the shoot is on you're more, more than welcome just to stay at my place and we're i'm only just over an hour away well a little over an hour, hour and a half, hour twenty minutes from Boeing oh, one I, way. So it's we doable. drove that one way to go turkey hunting yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll play it by ear. I just know I'm not getting the bow by then. Either way. Yeah, it's you might, but I I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it too. Well, on that note, let's wrap this baby up. We're an hour and a half in this. Yeah, that was a good good talk. High five. Allie? Yes, sir. Thank you very much for coming on and doing this. <laughs> yeah, of course. I know Thanks you have to work me. in the morning. I do, but, you know, it's uh, it's all right. I slept uh, 12 <laughs> hours last night. I didn't get a nap yesterday, but I slept 12 <laughs> hours last night, so I think it balanced out. I would out. love to sleep 12 hours right now. <laughs> I mean, I usually don't get to either. I don't, I don't have human kids, but I have furry kids that like to wake me up, and they think feeding time is 5 a.m., Every single day, no matter what. So, <laughs> yep, I get it. Well, thank you for coming on and doing this, Justin. Yeah. It's a good talk as always, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Check out the YouTube. All right. Yeah, 
the look at Justin's YouTube. Go and uh, do some subscribing to his page. Go to Justin Fabian on YouTube yeah, and much, check out his videos. You got you got quite a few uh, quite a few videos up there right now. Yeah, I spent the last well, last week. I spent I put one or two up every day, just trying to populate the the page and uh, any of the hunts that I do have that you know weren't spoken for by base map or midwest whitetail i tried to put up there uh my my 2019 iowa archery buck is up there the one that i poached off alley apparently is up there <laughs> um i did a corsican sheep hunt in texas a few weeks ago when i was down there that's up there um i've got my 2019 wisconsin buck uh queued up right now uh, getting ready to go and then we have Allie's turkey hunt um, from yesterday. Uh, Allie's birthday was just uh, Thursday last week. Yeah, the 23rd. And I, Happy I put belated. Her, thank you, thank you. I put her uh, her Saskatchewan bear hunt up on her birthday as a tribute because that's that's never been seen or gone out. I think you've seen it, but I just I think I sent yep. you a. It's a good hunt. You guys should go look at it. It's a really cool hunt. Yeah, it's a little bit long on the editing side. It's about 19 minutes, but it's uh, it was hard. You know, I got five days worth of hunts and footage and camp life and just kind of vacation style filming, I guess you could call it. But so her bear hunt, my two deer, the sheep, her turkeys coming, um, and some other encounters I had during the fall. Just some self film stuff I had, uh, but. Like I said, we've got a lot on deck. Um, should have at least two more turkey kills from Iowa. If I come to Michigan, you know we're going to film that. And then um, doing Montana Bears next month in May. Um, August will be Utah Mule Deer, hopefully. And then I'm not really going to start counting chickens into September. <laughs> Uh, I, I drew that New Mexico mule deer tag. That'll be in January. It's going to be the first week of January. You so, got a you got a loaded slate, man. I know, and that's that's just all the more reason for me to say, you know, I need to make a run at this. And you know, I'm not looking for eighty thousand subscribers. I mean, it'd be freaking awesome, but I'm not. That's not why I'm doing it. So I just I got a lot. Well, everybody got, listen to this. Please just go over there and just subscribe to Justin's YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thank you. <laughs> Aaron Snyder, appreciate it if you uh, go over there and hit subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening to this, I really hope he is listening to this, and he does go over and, and subscribe. I hope so. We'll see. All right, sounds good, guys. I appreciate you guys doing this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.